G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's take a few minutes to talk about what's happening in the South Pacific nations. Without supporters of Vision Radio, there may not be the reach that there is into the South Pacific right now. I often say supporters of Vision have an overflow effect beyond our shores where Christian Radio and the Word for Today devotional reach out into other nations. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the good things happening in that whole initiative. Grant Kennedy is the project manager for UCB Asia Pacific. He's joining us. Hi, Grant. Welcome along. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Hey, Grant, let me just run through a list, as I understand it, where... We overflow our shores, and those listeners who are supporters of Vision, no doubt, will be very interested and excited. Papua New Guinea, Fiji, Vanuatu, the Solomon Islands, Samoa, Nepal, Timor-Leste, and the Cook Islands. Is that all? Is that all that's on the list? Well, it it is and it isn't. (laughs) There's more doors to open? Yeah, we're working, uh, building a partnership in Indonesia. We have an ongoing partnership in the Philippines. Um, and also up in Thailand, there's a there's a relationship there, not not very formal, but certainly we are working with them in in partnership. And does Christian Radio for these other cultures, and each of these is its own nation, its own mm-hmm. culture. How much similar to what we listen to on Vision Radio here is what people are hearing on the islands and Papua New Guinea and Southeast Asia. It's quite similar. I mean, our focus with the stations that we're putting up over in the islands is uh, on the youth. Um, and in a lot of these nations, there is they, they have uh, what they call rascals, where the young people are getting uh, lost. Their, their tradi- traditional values, the traditional family model uh, is breaking down with the new technology, the new influences that are coming in. And the young people need, they need a better source of hope. So our, our station focus is more uh, youth than particularly with vision, more vision 180. And is it a little bit similar like when you can hear vision on the radio in Australia, you can also get this dual wonderful treasure called the word for today. How does that work hand in hand with the broadcast? Well, that's been a really exciting development over the last, well, this year really. Uh, it's been The word for today has been in Papua New Guinea for about six years now. But this this year is the first year that those other nations, apart from Nepal, that you just mentioned, all get their own copy of the word for today. And it's a little bit different to it's, what we receive here, because uh, here we'd get our copy of the word for today quarterly. Uh, but the logistics of getting supplies into other nations, these South Pacific islands and uh, Southeast Asia, not quite so easy. What does it look like for readers of the word for today in those nations? Well, what we decided to do is we decided to go with a yearly edition. So it's a big fat book of 200 pages um, and it's got the entire year put into one book. And and the reason, as you say, 
getting the getting it to the islands. But once you get it to the islands, that's that's only about a quarter of the battle. Because here in Australia everybody has a post office address and so you can post it to you. But in the islands, you know, there might be the third coconut tree down the road past Auntie Mary's house. Yeah. Uh, isn't that amazing to think that, uh, you know, as we think of uh, going to the post office or having the postie deliver our letters, our word for today, uh, that somehow or other getting it into the hands of the people just is not an easy process. Right. Uh, is there a particular method that you use to try and get it as far distributed as, as possible? Yeah, well, we're, we're working in partnership with the local churches. I mean, that, that's where the, the Christians are gathering together. And so by, by um, getting our bulk copies to one place and then our local team is, is handling the distribution and they are working with the local churches to get them out to the outer islands because some of the some of these places might cover you know 15,000 square kilometers <laughs> yeah, it's a big logistics problem isn't it and uh, glad you're working on that one and not me Hey, when we talk about the radio impact, and as we say, it works so well hand-in-hand hand with the devotional because people who receive the devotional, they get pointed to the radio. Correct. Uh, people who are listening to the radio, they get pointed to the devotional. And hand-in-hand, hand, it's a wonderful, wonderful recipe for success. It is indeed. And it's, it's, it's also a wee bit of a challenge for us because some of our stations at the moment are fully automated, so we don't actually have any live announcers. So we have to preload it with everything that we ever want to say un until we can get back to it and, and re-update it. So it can be a challenge. But it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is a logistical exercise in itself. But using that special technology, uh, automated systems, well, it hasn't been able to be done before. And this is the reason why we can reach out into these South Pacific Islands. I imagine that one day it's an aspiration to have announcers that are raised up from the islands, from those other nations, so that they can do something similar to what we do. And I guess we're not jealously holding on to just using an automated system. We want to be able to release people into having a ministry opportunity, don't we? Absolutely we do. And we have uh, our projects range from, uh, like in uh, Papua New Guinea at the moment, we do have studios and, and staff that come in each day and, and they have live radio. And so it goes from that to this little automated station that's sitting in a box on the, uh, high on the wall of a church in Timor-Leste and no one knows it's there, but it's broadcasting out uh, to, to the local village, the local, or in that case it's Radio Vols station. So so there's everything there and at the moment there's there's the things in between as well. We have, we have starts of infrastructure, we have starts of... Uh, in Solomon Islands, for example, we've got a building that's uh, ready for the studios to go into. The building's physically there. The walls are up. It just needs a desk, a studio. And then we need to train the people. And and there's big challenges in all of that because building teams, when you're working cross-culturally, and uh, people will recognize your Kiwi accent, uh, there's a certain <laughs> sense that you may be having a special advantage over uh, a lot, lots of other Aussies when it comes to even South Pacific Islands. I don't know. Is that an advantage? I don't know. I, I wear my All Blacks t-shirt quite a bit over there, and, they, and they're, they're well loved. In the they're well loved. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's other logistical issues too, because as I understand it, with the outfit in the Cook Islands, you've got a problem there where the antenna is rusted, and you can't just go down to the local electrical store and buy a new one. Uh, what's the problem there getting that all up and going? Right, well... Uh, yeah, we had a station on here. It was just using a little computer and a smallish transmitter and antenna. 
Uh, we sent our technician friend, retired technician from New Zealand, to go out and install it all, and it was going well. But, of course, being a tropical island paradise right next to the sea, you've got salt water, and salt water and metals just don't like each other, or they do like each other. Maybe that's the problem. Too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway, the antenna rusted, and, and the station went off air. So we, we've... One of Vision's uh, supporters actually made a donation specifically so we could buy a new stainless steel um, antenna for the Cook Islands, which is fantastic. We just need to be able to get there. (laughs) Yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because the quality of the componentry that we use has to be specific because when you're in an island atmosphere, a tropical island, salt in the air, it's got to be able to withstand some fairly harsh environments. It's not ideal. I remember we're talking to one of the um, manufacturers of transmitters and we said, you know, it's going to an, uh, an, a, a tropical environment. He said, yes, but it'll be in an air-conditioned room. I said, no, it'll be in a room that's open to the outside because it just has breeze blocks to let the breeze blow through. There'll be salt, there'll be dust, but it'll be in an air-conditioned room. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Grant, I know that you are a patient man. It's one of your virtues anyway, but there is a certain need for patience, and I think anyone who's listening to us today knows anything about people use that terminology island time. Uh, Not everybody is working the sort of same schedule as, as we might work here in Australia. How does that slow things down? Uh, it doesn't speed things up, but but I mean it's really difficult to to, to communicate effectively sometimes, uh, especially at the moment with the uh, because we can't travel because most of the the communication in the islands is face to face, sit down and meet, and there's such importance placed on that. And when Ian and I visit these places, we can get so much more done than we ever can by sending email after email after email that may get read, may not. Emails <laughs> and Zoom meetings don't cut the mustard, so to speak. Uh, no. Those personal face-to-face interactions, face-to-face leadership and team building, mm-hmm. because this is the way of the future, isn't it? And somehow or other, we've got to be able to get yourself and others uh, over to the islands. And we mentioned a whole lot of those, a big lot, lot of nations on the list, in order to get those teams continuing to grow and to become mature and eventually stand alone on their own, uh, there's an awful lot of work in that. There is a lot of work in it. And the, and the culture that we are working with is quite different from ours and that the the community, the family, the ch- even the chieftain side of things is, is still very much part of, of island culture. And so for us, I mean, I can't, some, I, I've encountered it where when I travel with Ian, because he's the CEO, that some people will only talk to him and not necessarily talk to me because I'm not the chief. So they listen to Ian. Okay. Well, you just <laughs> need to get a little bit more chief looking and uh, and uh, they'll listen to you as well. You hey, <laughs> hey, listen, Grant, uh, the response that people have to the radio in those nations where there is a strong broadcast signal uh, even in places like Papua New Guinea and in Timor-Leste where there are staff and they're mm. actually working the broadcast and uh, the ministry is very powerful. Then you've got the distribution of the word for today in these other nations. What sort of response are we getting? We, we it's Well, it's a, we don't get a lot because the communication coming back is via email and we don't get a lot of emails. However, the the 
anecdotal stories we get and the stories we do here here are very very exciting and very very encouraging. Can I tell you a little about our, our last trip to the Solomon Islands? Ian and I went to the island of Taro, um, which is up in Choiseul, um, and it's quite a remote area. Um, so we put on a radio station, one of our little standalone 15-watt stations, and that covers the entire island of Choiseul, which is basically an airstrip with a few houses around the outside. And even as we were walking back from putting the station on here at one end of the island and walking back to a hotel at the other end of the island, people were coming out of the stores and going, yay, Life FM to us. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That and, is. you know, uh, honour to you. And uh, when you say Ian, you're talking about Ian Warby. And yes. uh, listeners will know that name. Uh, honour to you and Ian with the UCB International hats on and uh, your role there, project manager in the South Pacific. And uh, for those uh, other nations, Asia Pacific, mm-hmm. you're doing a wonderful job. And okay. when we remember Jesus' words, go into all the world and preach the gospel, well, there's a wonderfully unique skill and opportunity that you're able to bring into those South Pacific islands. And undoubtedly, there's going to be some wonderful testimonies to tell as those Outfits become more and more mature and uh, more and more effective in those communities. Let me point people to how you can find out a little more and connect with someone like Grant Kennedy. Uh, There is a website for UCB Asia Pacific. You could simply Google that or go to ucbap.org. That's ucbap.org. Grant Kennedy, thanks for the update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.